And welcome to the Kuya Chris and Friends podcast, Miss Dessa Hipolito. Please bless the mic with your song. All right. Thank you. 
Let me just uh, change the recording setting right here. Mm -hmm. And boom. So, thank you for singing. You can put the guitar down um, and unplug it for now. And we can get to know you a little bit more first. Yes. Who are you? Hello, I'm Desai Balito, 22 years old from Quezon City, Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> How can you achieve world peace? Thank you. <laughs> so I know you because we both go to Skyline College. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Skyline College. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I first met you when? How? When did we? F um, was it PCN class? No, it was during Kababayan Liza's class, English one hundred. Oh yeah! So you oh. were there at my very first semester mm -hmm. back at college. Yes, we that, go way back. <laughs> that was 2015. Yes, 2015. Spring of 2015, so Jan January session. Mm -hmm. And then we were in a group project and all that. But I only got to know you more like a semester or two after. Yeah, like during PCN. During PCN class. Were you in the class? You were in the class, right? Mm -hmm. When we did the script writing. Oh, not in for the same class, like not in the same semester. Oh, I joined yeah. after a year. Okay, okay. So the way it works, Filipino Cultural Night, mm -hmm. which does Filipino dances, but it's written by um, students at Skyline. And then one semester, they do the script writing. Mm -hmm. I was in that class. Mm -hmm. And then the second semester is mm -hmm. when they put the show on and produce the whole thing and you were actually the producer yes. and you came in at the semester after i did the script writing uh -huh. oh, okay okay and but you know why i found out a pcn why when we did liza's class he she asked for uh, extra credit and then to go to pcn and that's mm. when i first saw it i'm like oh i should i want to join this wait someone recruited you who recruited you to sam go? sam there you go yeah, because Sam had to, had to leave in the middle of the semester and she recruited you to come in and mm -hmm. you just took over. I know. You, you really like played a big deal in the last year and a half. Honestly, I just wanted to act. When I, when I went there, I just wanted to go back to theater because I used to go to theater back in the day, like grade school, high school. And then after i came here i was looking where where's the theater and i tried i did join pcn because of acting but i didn't expect that i would do a major role like what i'm doing right now and this year you were the producer again yes it's my second year producing so you produced pcn for two years in a row yes. at skyline college <laughs> just leaving a legacy yes Thank okay you. what i know about you i want to get that full-on story let's Rewind, all right. Mm -hmm. You just immigrated here when? Uh, I remember from what I remember, it's March 2013. So I went to New York first for like three months. I stayed there with my mom and my brother, and then I came here um, July 2013. And my dad lives here, so we stayed here. And I, at first, I live in Richmond. Richmond? Yes, that's like, East Bay. That's mm -hmm. East Bay. We had to North, take... North Bay. I don't know what that is. North Bay, East Bay? North Bay. North Bay. Yeah. That's already North mm -hmm. Bay? Yeah. And then I had to wait for, I think, a year or like a whole semester before I was able to go back to school. Why? 
because uh, of the residency residency status. So you have to take you have to wait one year before you get the same tuition. Oh, because yeah. it's like three times expensive if you just go. If you're like considered mm-hmm. an international student, mm-hmm. out of state student like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, even for community college. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember my first semester. I paid like three hundred out of pocket before I was able to um, get the waivers and all because mm-hmm. I did not know the proper paperwork yeah. to to sign and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a trip because you immigrated from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. How old were you? I was eighteen when I came. You were eighteen, mm-hmm. and I know that you were actually going to college in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I took one year before I came here. So I was in the University of the Philippines, Diliman. UP Diliman, yeah. shout out with the Ooh. nice trees, the big yeah, campus. Yeah, it's super big. The activistas. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I didn't really get to enjoy most of it because I was part of the fencing varsity team back mm. in UP. So I was there training almost every day so we didn't really get to go join organizations we just focus school like go to school and then go to training right after damn that's mm-hmm. legit yeah that's like whoa that's prof- professional level fencing <laughs> so you did that a lot in the philippines mm-hmm. for more, more than a year yeah you told me that you got scholarship to actually go to mm-hmm. up because of fencing yes so i was i was Originally gonna go to La Salle. I'm not sure. Oh, La Salle. Yeah, there's a lot of like I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes that you know people probably don't know, but it, it is common. I mean it's like that. They they call the people there conyo. Yeah. Yeah. It's common but just people just laugh, right, about it. Yeah. It's not something like I mean, I would be a conyo. You if are. I, I'm a conyo in the <laughs> yeah. Philippines, the ones who, who goes like, um, oh, just make two soap, two soap, the fish bowl. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Put the tie as a ball. <laughs> I can't. But my friends are most, m- most of my friends are like that. Are conyo? Yeah. That's the Man- Manila has just been overtaken by conyos. Yes. It's yes. just like uh, Instagram mm-hmm. has taken over mm-hmm. and everybody's on that same English speaking tip. True. And it's just overcome the culture mm-hmm. it's uh, it's kind of crazy some people i know they grew up and they live there was born there grew up there but they prefer speaking english yeah mm-hmm. that's a, a lot whole of them. another thing to unpack yeah like, i i know folks i won't be specific but i know folks who are teaching their kids just english mm-hmm. i and it's kind of sad because when you come here and you speak to Filipino Americans who grew up here, who are even born here, a lot of them were like, damn, I wish I knew Tagalog. Mm-hmm. I really wish, like, my parents taught me that language. And then in the Philippines, you'll have people who just want to speak English. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of this deep, messed up colonial mentality, <laughs> as the academics will say. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. But you said, okay. Yeah, I, I remember when we were in... Uh, I, so I grew up in an all-girls school. So Catholic school. You went to an all-girls yeah. school? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm so conservative. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for... Until high school. Yeah, until high school. Oh. So from like nursery to high school. So I took 11 years in the same college. Miriam College. 
Yeah, that's what they call all oh, girls' school. Is that in Quezon City? Also? Yeah, it's in Catepuan. Beside Ateneo. Mm. Yeah, so it's an so Miriam is all girls' school, and then Ateneo is all boys' school. So that's when you know. Ateneo is an all boys' school. Only, only till high school. But they, I think they changed it recently. Now oh. the high school has girls. Oh. Like two years ago, I think, or last year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because mm-hmm. I, I know La Salle was integrated, I think, high school. Yeah, it's all boys, I think. Also? But I think there's several La Salles. Oh. So there's St. Benilde, is it? I know the one in Green Hills. The Green Hills is all is guys. It? Really? Uh-huh. I thought that I was... I used to volunteer... Oh, sorry. I used to volunteer in La Salle. And, for what? Um, for... It's called St. Brother Miguel Academy. So, oh, so you volunteered at an all-boys school? Yeah, no, I volunteered oh. there to teach younger oh, kids. Yeah, okay, okay, so okay, they okay, would okay. bring um, kids from, uh, how do you say it? like rural areas. Mm. And they would teach them, like from public schools, they would bring them there. We would have workshops like music, PE, math, and we would be like their tutors. And then we would also like, feed them there's also and then they would send them back mm-hmm. to, oh yeah and we have that like every saturday we also had, um went to church all together even with the kids wait uh, you went to the you volunteered at the la salle in green hills mm-hmm. that was oh, artiga shout out yeah, to the traffic on artiga right. super traffic y'all are super traffic picking up your kids from school y'all i'm trying to go to green hills to shop mm-hmm. and then they're just Park uh-huh. on the side of the road, like just waiting with their drivers mm-hmm. and the bodyguards. God, just no kidding. traffic rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was one of my first volunteer experiences. I would say when I was in high school. Dang! So how was that experience growing up in an all-girls school in the Philippines mm-hmm. too? It's so different. <laughs> like, uh, how do you say it? When I first came here, I was so shocked by how conversations, like, just went around, like, you know, something, how do you say oh, it? Like gossip? Chase me? Yeah, or no, 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 like, explicit stuff here. Oh, really? You, you know? were surprised? Yeah, I was shocked. Like, I don't know how to react. I'm not, like, it's not like, oh, oh, they're, like, bad people. I'm judging them. But it's more of, like, culture shock. Because oh. in the Philippines, I don't know if it's just us, but... Maybe it's a, it's just our school, but we're very our conversations don't really like are not that explicit because there would be rules that we had to follow. Like we can't be boisterous, so we can't be loud, laughing loudly. Um, we our skirts had to be in a certain you know we and every year we had to take Christian class. So you didn't, but you didn't get a culture shock when you went from the high school to UP. Uh. Probably not that much because it's in the same area and the people that I hung out with was mostly my friends too. Oh. Yeah. See? Oh, okay. Let's dissect this because I want to know then what your reaction to and how you've transitioned to living in the States. Mm-hmm. Here, coming into Skyline, what was your initial experience and jumping mm-hmm. into like this American life? Well, before I I go to the part where I went to Skyline, I just wanted to like express like how hard it is to like when you first come here and you know you don't know anyone, mm-hmm. and then even I took a year off before I went back to school. Mm-hmm. It was very it wasn't that sad, but 
I would say some. There were moments where I felt like I was depressed because, you know, change of um, yeah, environment. Yeah, you went to a whole new country. Yeah, like I came here because I decided, oh, I want to stay with my dad. It's like I I didn't see him for ten years, so I had to. You yeah. didn't see him for ten years? Well, almost ten years. I would say eight years exactly. Why was he working here? He came mm-hmm. here to work. He came here in two thousand, and then. He stayed here. He couldn't come back home because the ticket was expensive. He had five kids. He had to feed, which is yeah. We all went to, most of us. Well, all of us went to private schools because my, like my parents want us to have a good life. So how did he get here as a working visa? That I think so. Yeah. And then he eventually applied for citizenship mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So he was the first one to move here from your mm-hmm. family. Damn. What did he do? What was his job? I think he had, he was an architect, like, I mean, in an architecture firm. Oh, Is that yeah. I Ar- think, like, so they design, like, marble um, yeah, 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 yeah. stuff and all that. So, but then he had stroke when he was, uh, like, 2006 or 2007. So that was really big. Like, he, he couldn't go back to his work. And then um, he had to, he had a hard time finding work again that's the same so he had like three multiple jobs like he did 7-eleven he even um did what how do you say it Car wash. in manila bay manila they he bay. did the dishwashing oh yeah dishwashing. yeah and yeah. then several i don't know what else he took but he had several jobs just so that he could send money back to us Damn. but then when he had heart stroke like he was called he someone called 911 so Thank God, like his half half his body was paralyzed at a certain time, but he he got like a stent, heart stent. I don't know what you call that I don't know. surgery. Yeah, and then he's he feels better, but he can't go back to his normal work. So he had to go back to the Philippines, and then my mom was became the breadwinner for some time. And then did she come she, here? Yeah, to she work? came here, but she had more work in New York, so she stayed there. Whoa, that's like. That's a big struggle, mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. So for us, we also, like, even in the Philippines, we went to, we moved a lot. Like, probably not a lot, but at least, like, two times or three times we moved because we had to, you know, how do you say it, adapt to the changes. So my mom, like, when she had work, she would be the one. And then my dad would go to the Philippines, like, every six months so he could take care of us but he didn't have work and then he came back here i think around 2010 or something like that and he started working again and then when we were about to be high school when i was like wait what that when i was in college sorry um i my my dad and my mom like they asked do you want to go here and you know this is the time that you can go here like this is the best time so i went here with my little brother because we were under 21 mm-hmm. so we would qualify for, yeah, for like, immigration yeah so we went here we were we actually went here um with tourist visa but then we got lucky that the current current priority was priority. yeah the people who were currently applying oh so we got we got it in like a year the green card really fast yeah we Dang. applied and then yeah that's why I, 
I think we're very lucky. Yeah, especially now in this like shifting mm -hmm. um, environment of, especially regarding immigration, mm -hmm. and then we don't really know where the policies mm -hmm. will change or like shift towards in the next yeah. upcoming years. It's very difficult. Plus, like if it, the we had to like pay the lawyers. There yeah. were we were actually petitioned like ten years ago, but we didn't get. Like five of us, all five of us were supposed to go to the States earlier, but it got declined or it got canceled for some reason. And we even paid like millions and millions of, not millions and millions, but probably almost a million pesos just so to process the thing. The papers, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't get it, so yeah. Yes, okay, so damn, that's like a history worth knowing. You know, just to really illustrate the struggle that some families have to bring their mm -hmm. children here. First mm -hmm. off, to support their kids yeah. in the Philippines, right? So many OFWs around the world, mm -hmm. right? Overseas Filipino workers have left their families in the Philippines to send money back. And then now, the struggle that your parents went through to get you here... Mm -hmm. And and it separated some of your family. It separated your family, mm -hmm. right? Because I know your mom is in New York my right now. My sister is there too. And your sister. My my two older brothers are in the Philippines because uh, yeah, they can't go here. And I then mean, we petitioned them. They're in the process right now, but it's gonna take like ten years yeah. probably. And then you are here mm -hmm. with your younger brother mm -hmm. and your dad. Yes. So the family, even just the immediate family, split in three mm -hmm. different locations. So if you think about it, we haven't been together like in a house for a long time, like 16, 17 years since my dad left. Oh. And I don't think we're going to be all together again since my sister's married. You know, I mean, we, we've seen together each other for last December, like two years ago. We had that was our first Christmas vacation all together that we were complete. But it's not going to happen that we're all going to live together because we're all like old now, you know. Yeah. And I remember when I, was, when I was growing up in high school, I had no parents. And like the struggles of, you know, the kids growing up without parents is also different. Mm -hmm. we, we were like raised up not to be that, you know, emotional, but rather thankful that, you know, we have the, these opportunities. That's why I kind of tried to do good in school. But you still, you know, it's different that other people have, like, supporting parents mm -hmm. that are always there. Plus, when you go here, like, you're used to not having someone tell you things, you know, what, oh, you should do this, you should do that. <laughs> so because, now like, you have you, someone. Yeah, because you grew up independently. <laughs> and, like, when, I, when, when I came here, I want to be, like, oh, I want to have friends and all that. So I try to be... You know, outgoing. I would, I would always stay outside, and that's when we, I started to have like problems with my parents because you know, I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm not a rebel, but you know what I'm saying. Like, so American, <laughs> you yeah. are too liberated. Yeah. It's like, I what are you doing, out gallivanting? Yeah, <laughs> like the PCN place, exactly. <laughs> Those stories are so true. Those are all your stories. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote into the place. True. <laughs> yeah. You remember what you were saying? You remember those first times? No, I remember I put um, in one of my essays, like, they said that not because you're here. My dad would always say, when not because you're here in America doesn't mean that you should have the same values or you should do the same things as your friends. Mm. So... 
one thing is like going outside for example like being there being yeah we all i always had a curfew and then i would always ask like why my other friends like they're they're all even eight not even 21 yet but they don't they don't they get to go outside like a lot and for me i want to stay outside at night and i would get in trouble you know those kinds of things and like not sleeping over he wouldn't allow me it's just but now it's better because mm. it was just the first few years mm -hmm. like especially transitioning yeah. here like you're under a parent's yeah. like guidance and all that but in the philippines you weren't Mm -hmm. Who did you live with in the Philippines? So, my sis my older sister was kind of our guardian oh. all the time. Yeah. So how was that transition? Jumping into let's talk about that skyline college transition. <laughs> From what I know about you, though, you've like established a good social circle in Skyline Community College. Skyline College is our home. But what's dope about you? What I've seen is. You know all the like Philborn Filipinos mm -hmm. speaking Tagalog. They're you're at the Desa, and I'm like, oh, she knows all of them. And then you also have connected with the American-born mm -hmm. Filipinos, Kev, a lot of the people in KLC. So tell me, talk a little bit on your experience of going into Skyline College, and what was that like for you? As this, as an immigrant, right, your first year. And this like almost culture shock, you mm -hmm. said. I remember my first day, it was so different. Like, I wanted to join organizations or clubs as soon as like I got into school. And I wanted to know more about the school, that's why. And They're pretty outgoing, pretty like extroverted. Kind of, yeah. I, I would say I, I was more extrovert before than mm. now, yeah. And then... I asked my friends, I, I, I heard them speaking Filipino, so I was like, oh, do you know where the, the clubs are? Do you know where? And then they were like, uh, I don't know. And then they just started to introduce themselves, and they introduced their friends, and the friends of the friends. Did you ask them in Tagalog? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Alam niyo ba kung nasan yung clubs? Like that. And my, my, my English is not, wasn't good before. It's still not good, but you know it's like good. it was different it was different yeah so um that's how i got to meet my friends and i would always hang out with them i tried to hang out as much as i can with them and then i started to have friends that are non-filipinos so like um chinese or american any so a lot of different friends and um some of them they like they were born here so it was different maybe some of them aren't very good influence i would say really? what do you mean like why, why are good it's recording <laughs> you can talk vague you don't have to call out really? the name you don't have to okay. say who they are but what do you mean about just so we can have like this perspective i mean, mean some of influence? them how you say it uh, had vices. <laughs> Is that too direct? No, <laughs> yeah. that's super indirect. <laughs> yeah, so some, yeah, so some of them like drink, drag, yeah. Uh -huh. And then um, even other Filipinos like who were just like immigrants like me were also into that, like drinking. They were older 
some most of them some of them are older and they're like normal like typical of the inumana like that you know kelly no but some of them yeah and then we uh, i shouldn't <laughs> i'm scared okay let's not show this to my family but <laughs> No, for you, like, uh... <laughs> Just share what you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, so I... That's when I started to, like, uh... You know, my grades were kind of, you know... And then I would experience my first heartbreak. What? Yeah. And that's when I... <laughs> At Skyline? Yeah. I don't want to... Okay, I don't want to say anyone. We don't have to say <laughs> specifics. But maybe you can touch on the lessons or the experience mm -hmm. of it to think about what what this experience did to you maybe mm -hmm. it could be relatable to someone right yeah. and what's the lesson you've gotten out of it mm -hmm. you know it's good to enjoy yourself i guess but it's different when you're trying to find like your social group the difference of being truly happy and just being happy because you have people around you mm. you get it so there's a difference between mm -hmm. actually being truly happy mm -hmm. or trying to find happiness by surrounding yourself with people. Mm -hmm. Just probably because I was alone for a year mm -hmm. and I felt like, and I was used to like having a lot of friends when I was in the Philippines too. So once I got friends, then I feel like, oh, and this is the start of something new. Start of something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what? But... You know, it did, it didn't turn out that those friends were exactly. Uh, I can't say. Yeah, you're too nice to say anything bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but there just, it wasn't the best mm -hmm. um, for you at that time. Yeah, because I needed to grow, and in order for me to grow, I need people who would help me to grow, kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah. So you don't think that that specific subset of friends at that time mm -hmm. was conducive to your growth? Yes, because I had goals in mind, but I kind of swayed or went back and forth because I wasn't focused on my, the goal that I needed. But then I don't regret everything that happened mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. all those things became, I mean, is what I am right now. True. true and I true. learned something, you know, and I still, I still think of them as a friend and I know I still have memories, you know. So I don't think it's it's a necessary part true. of my life. True, true, true. It's like it's like you're not mad at them or mm -hmm. dissing them or mm -hmm. saying that they're bad people. It's just it doesn't fit into the overall bigger picture. And mm -hmm. if we're talking about where we want to get to, mm -hmm. like because they say right, the, you are who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. You're an average of the top five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And like that. So I'm going to be like a Lola and a mama. Who else do I surround myself with? <laughs> um, and a dog. <laughs> Shout out to Sexy My Dog. Follow her on at Sexy The Pit Mix on Instagram, baby. Um, but what was your transition in, out of that circle? Mm -hmm. What made you think about, hmm, it's not really the best. And then what, how did you build a new circle of folks mm -hmm. that is conducive to your growth? Mm -hmm. So when I started PCN, maybe that was spring, 
spring 2014 or 2000. Can you speak just a little bit more about PCN? Like, explain what that is for folks who <laughs> may just know like a surface level, because we were just saying, oh, it's like a play Filipino cultural mm -hmm. night with Filipino stuff. But what exactly? Filipino cultural night is held by different universities and colleges around. I would say not just California, but yeah. around the U.S. The US. Um, it's a show that uh, produces Filipino and Filipino-American experience through play, theater, art, and songs, dances. Mm. And it's a two to five hour play, depending on which school you go. Depending on which school you go. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, it's just almost, most of the time it's a student-led production mm. for each school and they write their own stories, Filipino-American issues, and they put it in a play. They also add cultural dances and songs. So it shows to the American audience or Filipino American audience how what are the issues today mm. and hopefully at least our PCN our goal is so for people to start co making conversations about these issues mm. so I think it actually originated in San Francisco State University mm -hmm. like the very first one right yes. but what's special about Skyline is that Y'all are one of the only two-year colleges mm -hmm. that have it consistently. What what is it this year? Was it the? I mean, it's a twelve. The twelve. So going strong for twelve years mm -hmm. as a two-year college. Mad respect. What you were saying is when you entered PCN. When I entered PCN, that was probably the first time I really got to know Filipino American students like you. <laughs> Kevin, um, who else? Everyone else who was there in PCN, and but that's weird. I wasn't in the class. Yeah, but but how did you're Kababayans? Yeah, so yeah. I, PCN was my way to really get to know Kababayan because when my first class, I wasn't really that active in different things. Mm. I I started with Model United Nations as a club, but oh, you were in that club? Yeah, I was like, in a. Like in my first semester in Skyline, I already joined MUN because my major was international relations and mm. I did MUN before when I was in high school. Kind of, yeah. And when I first went to Kababayan, that's where I really found, you know, family. Espe mm. Yeah, especially that they really sh showed me what true leadership is or what true, which is about being compassionate to your friends you know, understanding where they're coming from, understanding what they're struggling with in order for you to really serve them what, with what they need. Just being a friend is being a leader, I would say. Yeah. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> oh, yes! That's a for so mayor! <laughs> <laughs> 2018, that's a will uh -huh. run for city council of no. Daily City. No. <laughs> <laughs> But but that's Kababayan mm -hmm. Learning Community mm -hmm. at Skyline College, and it was so life changing because I would I would say I became more nationalistic because mm. when I Filipino Americans I would say at least the people in Kababayan like you Kevin and everyone else they are more in love with Philippines I would say than most Filipinos that I know in the Philippines 
you know mm. they really try to learn like for example um what do we call the alphabet uh bye bye in that that's one uh speaking filipino you try to speak filipino even if you're, that's not your native i'm not native no flu- you're fluent you're, yeah. yeah or they take they call it native tongue native tongue yeah if it's not mm-hmm. your native language yeah so i'm really glad that they made me learn <laughs> what it is to be filipino at least in your description, I would say. Do you think you... That's weird that you... Not weird, I would say, but awesome. But also something to think about mm-hmm. that you got more nationalistic being here mm-hmm. in Kababayan mm-hmm. than when you're in the Philippines yes. growing up in the Philippines mm-hmm. through college, through even first year of college. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? What? Probably... Because I surround myself more here with um, Kababayan folks. Like, all the Kababayan classes are Filipino-related. Like, the issues, we talk about issues that we don't even talk about in the Philippines. And we do have Filipino classes, history classes. But maybe my experience wasn't that touching as I had here. Because Mm -hmm. there is just, oh, history class about the Philippines. Oh, wow, this is about this, this is about that. But it's not really, like oh, I should really do something about it or, you know. And there are a lot of people who want, who would really try to westernize themselves, right? Maybe, but then the people here, it's mostly like, oh, this is how I am. I'm a Filipino. A lot of us have the pressure to really find our identities because I would say, how do you say it? A lot of people are confused mm. about their identity being Filipino American or Filipino themselves immigrants here. Because mm-hmm. once they start to go here, you know, they're confused who are, who's their friends? What are they? Like, am I an immigrant? Am I trying to be a Filipino American? Mm-hmm. Because am I, when I start getting oppressed, where do I go or what do I call myself? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these questions end up being infused but with Kababayan that's where I really um, how do you say it find the answers to the questions that I had before Mm. Mm -hmm. that's dope it's kind of crazy to think about the westernization of Filipinos in the Philippines right the glorification of western standards Mm of acting like through speech or even beauty wanting to look a certain way but then once you get here, you realize that the ideals that you're looking for, they don't, they view you still as the other. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, I've been striving to be Western and idealizing that. But once I'm here, it's, you're still considered something different because you're not a mainstream American. Mm-hmm. You don't look American. You look like an immigrant. You look like a certain way. As hard as you try, you're still otherized. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's one of the reasons actually why folks here see the almost contradiction in wanting to be something Western within a place that that, the Western, how would you say, power structures still otherize you. Mm -hmm. And 
It's just like boom, boom. Why? <laughs> I'm Filipino. I'm Filipino. <laughs> That's how you find. You're like, come on, let's learn everything by buying. I'm lapu lapu. Let me tattoo myself with Filipino stuff <laughs> to really try to find something, right? A sense of identity. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of. I think sometimes it can get overboard, like the whole identity searching. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to have a certain base to understand who you are and where you've come from, mm-hmm. where you fit in, mm-hmm. and realistically, not not idealistically, like where you want to fit in, but where do you fit in in terms of all the social and cultural factors at play and then really see it for reality and just take action from there right on this topic what do you like to um label yourself as filipino pinay pinoy uh filipina phil am human being uh what what's your label what did you answer in my survey i put filipina <laughs> Filipina. Yes, I've always uh, identified myself as Filipina, mm. maybe even even when I was in the Philippines. But if I would add that, I would say a Filipina immigrant. Mm. Maybe that's more um, relatable right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's very specific to your experience yes. so far. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so as a Filipina immigrant, I want to uh, give some. Uh, claps because you are in the process of transferring out of Skyline College, Yay! right? Finally, after three years. That's standard. That's mm-hmm. that's straight up as an immigrant and having to go through that process mm-hmm. of learning a whole new system. Mm-hmm. You have to take pride in seeing your accomplishment for what it is. Mm-hmm. Would you like to speak on about where you are planning on going? Uh, yes, I got accepted into UC San Diego. San Diego. Yes. Hello, mm-hmm. Filipinos down there, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get out. We're <laughs> okay. sucking you in. Come, move as you may. We are here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm moving to San Diego by September, hopefully, mm. to major in inter- political science and concentration of international relations. Ooh. Yeah. So you're going to be a diplomat. Hopefully. You're going to be our ambassador. That's the original plan, and we'll see. So, where we, should, it finds so we should delete all the videos that you have attached to me, or else your <laughs> reputation will be destroyed. You're associated with Queer Chris? <laughs> no. Do you know? Did you search for Christian Duero? <laughs> I'm Do you know what comes up? <laughs> That wasn't me. That wasn't me in the video. No, I just look like that. (laughs) They just stole my name. (laughs) Why did you choose to go into... First, congrats. Thank you. I actually went to the transfer achievement dinner Mm -hmm. yesterday. Were you working? How come you weren't there? Ah, I was working. Ah, I felt out of place. I was like... (laughs) I don't know anyone here. <laughs> and then, but it was formal. I just mm-hmm. was happy because there was free food. Really? I signed up. I was like, yes, free food. I, this. <laughs> I went for seconds and everything. Um, but there's a good amount of people um, and they uh, uh, announced where people were transferring mm-hmm. to and everything. So it's actually good to see. Tell me what your feelings right now are about finishing mm-hmm. at Skyline and then... Um, the, uh, at the cusp of 
transferring and moving. It's so nerve-wracking just mm. thinking that this is the first time I'll be living by myself mm. in UC San Diego. No one, I don't know anyone. I probably know one person who's transferring and that's it. But um, ending Skyline is just... I'm so happy, but at the same time, I have regrets too because I feel like I can do more for that community that I'm thank I'm very thankful for because community college, like as you say, you know, not a lot of people appreciate what community college can do. But me as an immigrant, I think community college is the best way to really not just not just try to assimilate or adapt to your environment but also find who you are mm. because the community in Skyline have been very helpful most of them are very helpful in giving you the resources that you need um, you know talking to you and taking care of you really well especially the Kababayan Kababayan learning community this sounds like an ad for Skyline yeah. College <laughs> I no, know. But, uh, thanks to our sponsors <laughs> Skyline Community College and SMCCD and Kababala and Learning Community. Yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm grateful because of the diversity. That's one thing that, mm. you know, I feel accepted in a place where not... I mean, I'm lucky that I got in Skyline rather than other community colleges. Yo, and you excel too. You really embrace the position because think about it. You immigrant, right? Mm -hmm. And stepping into with no social circle... You actually were a senator this year at the mm. ASSC. So, uh, we, um, so from senator, I was elected as commission, commissioner of activities, which mm. is the the person who um, take care of events, mm. like help help the cold. Yeah, I know you helped lead this year's Filipino American History mm. Month celebration. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I think that's the first celebration that they did for ASSC. So, um, for I'm the Filipino American Month. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm really glad it happened, and a lot of the folks, like the teachers and organizations, were there to help out, which I'm very thankful for. Yes. Dope to have a whole month. Mm -hmm. You did. That's when I did my report. Yes, my Philippine, my KVKN report. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there was a Sari Sari, which was a, like a vendor sale, mm -hmm. like Filipino mm -hmm. vendors, yeah, and, also, and businesses and and, and organizations and like organizations. Filipino yes, for justice, um, Pawa was there, mm. the publishing company. Uh, yeah, and then who else? Laya, Laya was Youth there for change in action, yes. baby. Go to <laughs> LayaYouth.com. L A Y A. W Y O U T H. I stumbled up. How do you spell you? Um, and it was dope. Mm. It was a good month. It mm. was, and then we had lectures. Who yeah, else? Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy Villalobos. Um, yeah. What's Shout out Benito. to Enclave. Yeah, on um, his project about. Jeremy Villaluz, uh, Jeremy Keith Villaluz, I believe, um, I'll link his Instagram also, but he's a photographer out in Daly, I don't know if he lives in Daly City, but he grew up around here, um, and he's photographed a lot of the changing scenery, changing um, like infrastructure of Daly mm -hmm. City from, he called it, I believe, the hidden enclave where there's so many Filipinos, but you can't really tell 
just by looking at how daily city city is set up but you can tell by the people within it so it's like this kind of hidden like where are they you'll only see the filipinos as ceremony right we we see all these china towns we see other ethnic japan town but we don't have a true representation of the people within daily city in terms of its culture Mm -hmm. and its wealth Mm -hmm. um except all the restaurants that's all but you have to hunt down on yelp Uh for it you know so that was dope that was a great event and he brought out the writer of uh pinoy capital mm-hmm. right that talked about daily city yes. being pinoy capital 33 percent full of pinoy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> excuse oh. me so that was dope mm-hmm. so you did well you excelled at skyline mm, yeah i i tried my best because i felt that my um how do you say it i just really became involved because when I started PCN and I became producer, they gave my friends gave me confidence to actually mm. lead in a setting where I feel I thought that would be hard at first. So because especially that my I couldn't really communicate well with non Filipinos at first. Um being insecure of my English skills mm. or also mm. it's I always stutter all the time. So, but when I really got the confidence from them, I started joining ASSC. Then I joined Laya, where I met them at, during RTSB when you guys were tabling. And then Laya really, sh- like, the people are, v- how do you say it? You The members are all very, how do you say They communicate well in a sense that they give, they say the, re- the things that I want to say in a, such a way that are very effective, like the way you communicate with other people. And maybe that's one thing that helped like, help me what I am right now in communicating as a leader to mm. my fellow colleagues. And um, from ASSC, uh, I also met other organizations or committees within Skyline. So I'm part of Institutional Effectiveness Committee, so I'm the student representative for that. So we... We look at the data or research that the Sky, Skyline does in, when in terms of success rates or college completion, class completions, and all that, which was something very intimidating for me at first, but I learned a lot about it. What have you all found out about um, student success? So I believe that less than 50% actually transfers. For, really? Yeah, so... F- the population in Skyline, it's very, very, very low completion rate to what we expect because there's a lot of different factors such as like income, for example. Um, how do you say? Income. What else? Time. Time. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's less than 50%. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's actually a high attrition rate. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe, I didn't know it was that high, mm-hmm. but dang! Well, I'm glad we're transferring. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, but there are people who take seven years in Skyline. I know some people who who have been there for a while, but you know, they're they're doing what they have to do. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, sometimes. There. The reality is a lot of these folks are also working mm-hmm. alongside. They can max take 
one two classes a mm-hmm. uh, semester and it's it's challenging i have mad respect for some of the folks i've met at skyline mm-hmm. and you don't I, i was talking about the differences between going to a four year immediately mm-hmm. versus community college and one thing from my community college experience is you do get to meet a wider range of people from my understanding especially working professionals mm-hmm. like who are trying to return re-entry students return and further their education but it's for real struggle mm-hmm. like some are working with kids we have folks with kids who are just trying to finish their requirements mm-hmm. in order to get that degree mm-hmm. and succeed as is very respectable and i have mad respect and love for them and i really hope to see them succeed but it's a really dope place to see like the range of human potential and also where we're all starting because mm-hmm. we also start in different spots mm-hmm. right I- i'm very grateful to be going back but i felt hella old <laughs> and sometimes i'm like oh shit kuya chris I'm kuya. kuya chris yeah and then i just embraced it i was like fuck it i'm kuya call me manong whatever um mm-hmm. because but it's also inspiring to be around the mm-hmm. that the younger group yeah. too right being 18 folks who are 18 19 and then i'm 25 now mm-hmm. and just seeing like yo okay y'all can do this y'all mm-hmm. can hustle and y'all can succeed if i can do it you can do it right and and i can do it okay can you share with me a little bit about where you're planning on going with your international mm. relations degree and why you yeah. are pursuing that So my original plan was to go and graduate with international relations and then either take masters um in the same field or take uh, international law which would after that I would try to go back to the Philippines and take the foreign bar exam. Mm. Uh hopefully from there I don't know If I that was my original plan to work for embassy that was my I wanted to work with the UN. That was like the end goal, end goal. Like the first time I went to I went to UN when I was in New York before. That's when I was like, "Oh, I want to I want to be here. I want to work for the United Nations, go to different countries, explore with different cultures, you know, find out what their issues or the challenges of different people." And from that I was just interested in international relations, but now that I've learned so much from community college, I'm probably going to still do similar things like that, but more probably touch base uh touch on immigration too, mm. like at least some field of um that. But I don't Honestly, I just really want to learn it. <laughs> just learn about it yeah. more and then see mm-hmm. where your path will change up mm-hmm. in the future. Yes. And that'll be very, you know, we need a lot more um immigration lawyers, mm-hmm. especially within the Filipino community. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the big like th- topics of discussion now. Mm-hmm. But we also need, in my opinion, a lot more of us Philams, even Philborn. American born to go back to the Philippines mm-hmm. and see how we can actually contribute mm-hmm. and uh, like give back right cuz 
I, I know we give a lot of um, like pride, like, yeah, Filipino. Mm -hmm. But then it's, if it just ends there, it's kind of, what's the use? But so, but mm -hmm. Filipino, Filipino, if you don't go back and actually do something mm -hmm. for the Philippines and for the communities there. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing folks go back, hopefully. Diplomat Tessa. Well, I see you. Well, I see you there. I want to. My goal is to have like something where I can be like six months here, six months there, and I'm torn because I love my community here. Mm -hmm. I love the Philippines, um, and it's a different world though. When you go back, it really is lightweight, like a different pace of life too, and how you do things. And how you can get work done. And honestly, I'm not super exposed to the same type of communities as I am exposed to here, right? The same type of organizing or community organizations, even like people who think the same way as me, especially even within education. Mm -hmm. So I still have to explore it a little bit more. But you have to also think that you're actually helping the Philippines already, I would say. Even if you're not physically there in the Philippines, you're helping the Filipinos here in the U.S. And yeah, but it's lightweight. Yeah, but that's it's not lightweight. lightweight. That's you, lightweight. You let's, inspire a lot of Filipino immigrants. You should be. Let's, okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why don't, why Just, don't you <laughs> sing us a Tagalog song? Okay. So okay. Is, we're talking about Philippines. Yes, yes. Cool. Cool. So, what song will you be singing? I'll be singing Torete by Moonstar88. Torete! Okay. Yes. So, I'm going to stop this recording real quick. Mm -hmm. Then, at least the camera is running. The And, boom! The, ooh, the audio for the guitar should be working now. So, please, bless this mic. What does Torete mean? Torete. Um, torete is like it's like you're blank you're you're you have empty you're how do you say it like no um kind no kind of like that yeah like you're just like like stuck it's like thinking uh, yeah like you don't your your brain is not working yeah or something like it's either that or it's crazy like i'm crazy <laughs> thinking about you oh yeah that's okay, a okay. that's the song. Oh, is this dedicated to anyone in mm. particular? Is this inspired by anyone? Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my past love. No. Where's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the feels? Are you the feels just as I am? Adidasa. <laughs> no. Shall we talk about relationships and emotions oh. after the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take forever if we <laughs> talk about relationships. Uh, no, we can, we can. Let's see, uh -huh. let's see where it goes after All the right. song. Okay. Bless the mic, please. <clears throat> Bigian, 
for singing for us yes you're welcome so i guess that is an invitation to talk about relationships mm. how has your uh relationship adventure been here in the united states <laughs> complicated status it's complicated <laughs> uh. let me let me ask actually because mm -hmm. if you're comfortable to share i know that you've dated and are dating uh, someone who has a different culture than you. Yes. Um, he is? Yes, Christopher Lee. <laughs> no, I, was, I, was, I didn't have the specific. You didn't have to say the name. Shout out, <laughs> shout out Christopher. But I meant, like, he's Chinese. He is Chinese, okay. yes. He's How? an ABC, American-born Chinese. <laughs> I didn't even know the Specifically. <laughs> You didn't know that? I didn't know what ABC, <laughs> yeah, American-born Chinese, mm -hmm. what the? Yeah, that's common. I know ABG. Oh, but ABCs are, yeah, more American-born Chinese. Okay, okay. Yes. So what has the experience like? Um, It's very hard. <laughs> I mean, it's easy because of his, per like him as a person, mm. he's, he's very nice, he's, He's down to earth. He's easy to get along with. But the language barrier is one mm. of the biggest things, like the communication. The way I perceive things is different from him. He grew up, um, he grew up, I would say, more privileged than others, or at least more than privileged than me. And sometimes when I started learning here in in Skyline what uh, what privilege is about, then I started comparing myself and, you know, mm. and that's when like, oh, you don't understand where I'm coming from, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. like you didn't experience the same thing that I did yeah, and all that. <laughs> so drum dramatic. <laughs> but he understands, he understands everything and he's not taking advantage of what he has. So he speaks Mandarin. He speaks Mandarin, mm. but um, he's more fluent in English because he was born here. He grew up here. Yeah. But there's been like struggle with language. Like mm -hmm. even if both of you speak English, you're mm -hmm. still like translating yeah. in your head and everything. Mm -hmm. The way that he uses his words, the way he expresses himself is different from me. Like mm. I'm... How do you say it? He's very formal. His English is like too formal. Like, are you at work? You know, this is not a business. Like when we argue, he well, talks that like... Formal? That's formal? Are you at yeah, work? Yeah, I don't... No, I mean like... Like, you know, when you're writing emails and then you use certain words so that it's not too informal. You know, that's how he is when he argues. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in the camera. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, that's one of the small things that we argue about. Okay, yeah. from that, from 
that argument um, or knowing that you argue, I want to mm-hmm. switch it to what advice do you have mm-hmm. for couples who are like, whether there's a um, communication barrier mm-hmm. from language or interracial like that? What are your I don't think I'm the best person to get no, advice. No, you don't want to give advice? I will. I will give them advice, but I don't think I'm... It's the right person but if you would plan to go to an interracial relationship or a relationship that's different from what you're used to uh i would say just be more always be understanding and don't don't think that they don't understand you they probably don't but See, this is bad advice. <laughs> no, but you should be patient. Very, be very patient because it takes time for you to really understand the other person. And e- even if they don't understand you, you should also think that you might not understand them. You know, so it's two way sometimes. Yeah. So just be patient and be accepting mm. mm-hmm. i wanted to ask okay use that as a transition then mm-hmm. from relationship advice what advice i like to close this out um what advice would you give three pieces of advice you would give to a newly immigrated filipina <laughs> Hmm. Around the age, like, what are you like? When were you like? I was 18. 18, yeah, 18 yeah. to 22. And you can make it broad if you want to Filipino, okay. but you could also be um, specific to a Filipina. But what what is to that youth who's coming to a new country with already who have grown up in another country, but is trying to build community mm-hmm. in a new home? Three pieces mm. of advice. Three? Three, tatlo. Oh. May tatlong baby, ako ay nakita. Mataba, papayat mga baby. Mm. Tatlo, tatlo, tatlo. Um. Get into an interracial relationship. No. <laughs> uh, Don't listen to your parents. No. <laughs> I w- Join KLC. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe I'm going to give advice based on my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is the hardest one, but be yourself. That's very cliche, yeah. but it's true. Mm. You have to be yourself. Keep reminding yourself who you are. Why? I mean, what you were in the Philippines. Like, don't... How do you say it? In, the, in Tagalog, they say... Magpinagbalik sa pinabalingan. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. That's the Jose Rizal's quote, right? Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. 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 You know that. Marunong he who does not know, he or she who does not know where they are from mm-hmm. will not arrive at their destination. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Jose Rizal. <laughs> and being part of being yourself is also being grateful for what you were when you were in the Philippines. Mm. Meaning, um, don't forget your friends. Don't forget the people who helped you to get here or your parents especially. Yeah. But also, it's good to change for the better. 
but you still have to keep something for yourself. Mm. That's the first advice. The second advice would be um, find your resources. Always be curious. Oh, Meaning, maybe that was my way of getting to know Kababaya and getting to know all these organizations, all these communities' resources. Because I was curious. I always asked and I didn't just you know, float on the float in the water, you know, and let let the sea carry me away. I know, I just made it up. <laughs> but you get it? I mean, I I went with the flow at some point, but there is I asked questions where to go. I, I didn't really try to catch the right wave yes. by swimming mm-hmm. out to it. Oh. Mm-hmm. If you know that there's something that you're still curious about, don't be brave and ask questions. You know, that's one important thing. Don't think that people would judge you if you speak in a different way or if you misunderstand each other. There's always ways to understand each other. And you just have to learn. I mean, you just always have to be curious to find that way. Yeah. The last one would be... Uh, I can't think anymore. So you had be yourself. Be yourself, find your resources. And find your resources. And then... What's the third one? Third one, stay positive. Mm, Mm -hmm. How do you stay positive? You stay positive because you're you're probably going to have a lot of things that's going on that's not going to be as positive. (laughs) That's not going to make you... Look, feel positive or think positive, but um, I think if you find the right resources, like your right friends or right people that's around you, then you're going to stay positive. That also is co- coinciding to staying with positive friends, right? Because you said earlier that the five people around you are what you are. Mm-hmm. And if you stay positive, even if you're having a hard time here in the States as an immigrant, then you're going to find purpose to what you really want to do. You're going to find and reach your goals if you stay positive. I think that's... That's good. That's mostly it. What's your What's your going away message to KLC and the other KLC <laughs> students and uh, advice for them, but also your message? Um, I'm going to start crying. Uh, uh, <laughs> crying. Um, thank you. Thank you very much because you all gave me a family that I never expected I would have. Um, you helped me realize the struggles that I went through, why it happened what uh, the purpose of those struggles and you gave me direction to where I really want to be. You gave me confidence, my mentors, my teachers, my friends, all the people that I met in Kababayan made me realize my purpose again as a Filipino, as a Filipino immigrant, as a daughter, as a friend, as a leader (laughs) and all that. But Kababayan has really inspired me to just keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. 
What is your purpose? What is my purpose, Kuya Chris? <laughs> what is your purpose? You just said KLC has helped you find that. Mm. If you could share it or give words to it, what is your purpose? Everywhere, anywhere or everywhere I go, I would always be representing the Filipino community, I would say. At some part, um, I would all, I feel if I do international relations or any kind of job, I would be bringing what I learned from Kababayan. And from there, I would give the knowledge to other people. Mm. And that, that's, that's what I think my purpose is in any kind of job, whatever I take. I'll be, I'll be bringing the values that I learned from Kababayan. And I think that's, that's my main purpose. That's dope. Yes. You know, it's crazy to think that we enter that space, right? And we take classes from mm-hmm. Liza, or Rod, or Grace. And to think that we're kind of carrying them along mm-hmm. with us where we go to different mm-hmm. places because of the education, the culture, the mm-hmm. lessons, the changes that we've gone through because of KLC. It's like, tick, oh, put you in my backpack. Mm-hmm. You're coming with me along this journey. It's close mm-hmm. to what you're saying about that representation. Yeah. And I feel like they've really, truly shaped or prepared us into the next chapter of our lives. Skyline <laughs> College, baby! <Woo. laughs> KLC, baby! Kababayan <laughs> Learning Community! <laughs> With Ate Dessa Hippolito. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Hi- Hippolito. 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 Yeah. Okay. Do you have any last message? Thank you, Kura Chris. Thank you Thank for you, coming Thank you, Christian, for you. giving can, me this opportunity to talk. <laughs> how can people contact you? Uh, add me on Facebook, Desa Hippolito. Uh, and also, you can email me if you have any other questions. I don't know what kind of questions they will pop up, but... Desa Are can, you on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not anymore. Maybe <laughs> maybe in a month. No, I know. I always say jokes like that. Uh, um, oh you can email me at desakishley at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram. Desa, Desa what? Kish? Desa Kishley. That's my first name. I mean, I have two first names. Desa Kishley. It's two. Oh, why Kishley? What's Kishley? Um, K-I-S-H? K-I-S-H-L-E-Y. Oh. Yes. And what? my sister also has like D and then K. So Donna Keza and I'm Desa Kishley. So. Where's K- Kishley? I from? don't know why. I don't know. Never asked I never question. asked why my name's Dessa and Kishley. Maybe because it just sounds nice. I've never heard of a Kishley. Really? Yeah, yeah, me too. I know. I don't know any Kishley. Do you know another Dessa? Yeah, oh. I know some Dessas, but no Kishleys. Oh. I know a person named Kishi, but not Kishley. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of Kishley. Kish. Me <laughs> <laughs> Kish. Yeah. Kish. Uh-huh. And so they can email you desakishly mm-hmm. at gmail. Yes. Cool. Do you have any last message to the world, other Filipino Americans, other Filipinos, other mm-hmm. well, Chinese? I, <laughs> <laughs> um, for Filipino Americans, I just I hope that in the future you'll be protecting your culture even if you go other in other places. I mean protecting meaning not being ashamed of it mm. is simply protecting it, I would say. Being proud of 
what you are, what you eat. For example, what you eat? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Filipino food is the best. Uh, yeah. You have to be proud of it. I just had dinuguan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> and for students like us, you know, don't forget, don't forget that you have to like what she said. You know, bring back something to the Philippines mm. mm-hmm. because it. All of us here in the states, it's a privilege, I would say. Yeah, so mm, be thankful. What know. message do you have to future Dessa? My UCSD? future Dessa. Yeah. Gosh. Oh. Uh, I hope that you find yourself. Find after if you do graduate. <laughs> if you do graduate, um, make sure that you don't forget what your f- friends gave you what your mentors told you uh don't forget your friends and people who have treasured you and made you give you a family yeah because that's what will keep you on ground is that is grounded. that the right term? grounded yeah that will that's what we're gonna keep you grounded Yes. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Bum bum bum. Magtagalog ka naman. Maraming salamat po Kuya Christian para sa oportunidad na ito. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi ko namalayan na magkakaroon ako ng ganitong kasing oportunidad na pakita ang aking musika at ang aking mga immigrant stories. Oh. Yes. Tagalog ba yung immigrant? <laughs> Hindi ko alam kung paano. Paano ano ba tagalog ng immigrant? Ewan. Tao uh, na may... Tao na lumikas. Tao na lumayo. Lumayo. OFW. Nagbiyahe. Yeah. Alright, salamat, Dessa. Thank Thanks you, Kuya Christian. Up.